Okatov. We're beginning this saga of Avraham Avinu, which takes us away from a lot of the the stories in the beginning of Bereshit. And what what's the difference between the stories at the beginning of Bereshit and the story of Avraham Avinu? Well, the stories at the beginning of Bereshit, Bereshit and Noah, are stories about mankind. Or they're all representative stories that tell you things about humanity in general. But then the story about Avraham Avinu now is very specific. About one man. It's very singular. It's very specific. It's not about nations, but about one nation. Right? It's not about uh, people, but about one family. Right? An example to probably yeah. humanity. So one of the... One of the things, I want to point something out that's very interesting. So the, the one of the obvious biggest questions about Abraham is why he was chosen. And the text doesn't give us any indication as to why he was chosen. But what we could do is, is try to guess a little bit. So we're going to start the class by just reading, rereading the very, very, very end of Parashat Noah. And then the very beginning of Parashat Lech Lecha. To see if it gets us anywhere, okay? So we begin in the 11th chapter of Bereshit, Parshat Noach, at the very end, on Vayichi Terach. Okay? Vayichi Terach, Shivim Shana. Terach lived 70 years. Vayoled et Avram et Nahor ve et Haran. And he gave birth to Avram, Nahor, and Haran, his three sons. Ve'ele toledot Terach. And these are the descendants of Terach. Terach holidet Avram, et Nahor ve'et Haran, ve'Haran holidet Lot. Terach had Avram, Nahor, and Haran, and Haran had a son named Lot. Okay. Vayamot Haran al pene Terach aviv be'eretz molato be'ur kasdim. But Haran died during the life of his father Terach in the land where he was born in Ur Kasdim. And why is that important? Because the text is about to tell us that Terach is then going to move to a place called Haran, not to be confused with Haran, okay? But also it shows here that he, the son of Haran became fatherless. Exactly, it's very important very to important know. Very important also. That the son, of, uh, the son of Haran becomes fatherless. Okay, good. Next. So Avram and Nachor take for themselves wives. Shem eshet Avram Sarai, Shem eshet Nachor Milka, Bat Haran, Avi Milka, Avi Iska. Avram and Nachor took for themselves wives. The wife of Avram was Sarai, the wife of Nachor was Milka, who was the daughter of late Haran. The daughter of Haran, yes, of his who mother. was happens to be Haran, was not only the father of Lot, but he was also the father of Milka and Iska. So we have. Lot is fatherless. Milka is fatherless. And who marries her? The brother. The Nahor, uncle. The uncle. Right? Nahor. So Avram's brother. Yes. And finally, we have this girl named Iska, who apparently is also fatherless. And the Midrash actually tells us that Iska is Sarah. Sarai at this point. Oh, really? Yeah, you could rush out. You could look. Ah. Uh, let's see. Let's find it inside if you don't mind. Yes, yes. Her name later changed to Sarah. Her, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's Avram. Okay. And the Midrash is actually quite believable because why else would we know, I would need to know about the name of Iska? Now it tells us the name of Avram's wife, Sarai, so maybe she had two names, 
maybe her name in uh, in Ur Kasdim was Yiska, but Abraham changed Change it to Sarai, or it became Sarai in the in the next city. If Sarai means something. Uh, it. I was reading about it last night, actually. But it was, I was. It was. I was reading about it's it too meaning. late to remember anything. Uh, it's something about a princess or something like that. Okay. Bati Sarai Akara in Lahvalad. Sarai was barren. She had no children. Vaykach Terach et Avram beno. So Terach took Avram his son, veet Lot ben Haran ben beno, and Lot the son of Haran his grandson. And Sarai, his daughter-in-law, Eshet Avram Beno. Okay? They leave. He, he, what is that? Ur he, they go from Ur Kasdim mm-hmm. to go to Eretz Kenan, and they get to a place called Haran, and they dwell there. The days of Terach were how many years? 205 years. 205 years. And Terach, he dies in Haran. Okay. Terach actually dies later, but the story is just telling us that he never made it all the way to Canaan. So what do we know so far about Avram? <clears throat> what do we know about Terach? Well, this is the first story that the women are given names other than the story of Lemech prior. Whenever Lemech, he, he had two wives, Ada and Silah, Okay, and but we don't really know much about Adan Sila, but in Abraham's story, we the women start to become important. So Sarai has a name. Well, we know Milka. Why why do we have to know about Milka? <laughs> so all of the it, it's it's important to know these people because all of Abraham's family or Abraham's family I, I, is going to remarry into these people. So we have to know all their names. That's why they all they're all important. Okay, in but that what, what's time they were married between themselves? Very normal. It was uh, actually the way. Maybe, but maybe there's also significance to that. Maybe so. This is the the first theory is that where does Abraham get his start? Where does Abraham get his uh, the the what jogs Abraham's curiosity about God and causes him to start thinking differently from other people? Maybe it was his father, because. God told Abraham to go to Eretz Kena'an. But who is the one who initiated the journey? Well, let's see. It says, it's Terach. Vaykach Terach et Avram beno, v'et lot beno beno, v'etzara kalato, v'etzu itam meor kazdim, lalechet arza Kena'an. They go from Or Kazim to go to the land of Kena'an, not to the land of Haran. Correct. And what happened? They stopped at Haran and they just got settled there instead. They didn't, they didn't make the journey because all the way. they were way. tired or there was they some were tired reason. or something. Yes, or but it seems like Terach begins the journey to Canaan. So there must be something significant about Terach. On top of that, what we also know, as I just said, that Avram, his family is going to keep remarrying into only descendants of Terach. Correct. Which means that maybe there's significance already starting from not so Abraham, but even before Terach, from Terach. Maybe he had a zechut. Maybe he had oh, exactly. Maybe he had a zechut. That's what we have. That's what we know so far. Okay. So Terach's may maybe a meaning the midrash makes Terach out to be an idol worshiper, which very could very well could be the case. That was the, the, that era was like that. that. Yeah, it very well could be the case, and and even on, I think in Sefer, in Sefer Yoshua, I think in the, at the end of Sefer Yoshua, it also points out that Terach, it even says explicitly that Terach was an idol worshiper. But an idol worshiper could also have a zechut in 
in trying to start thinking differently, you know, for, to get someone to the sophistication of Abraham, you know, it's, 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 it's a long process. So to start an idol worship doesn't necessarily disqualify you. Right? So maybe Terach had some kind of zikhut. So what else do we see from Avraham here? Besides for the fact that Terach is the head of the household, um, there are two other things about this family that we see which is good, which is positive. Well, the other thing is the way they treat their orphan children. Yes. Lot them, is very well them, taken care of. Milka is married. And maybe Sarai, who may be the sister of Lot, also maybe was, was if, you, with, if, you, say, if you assume that Iska and Sarai are the same person, also was married by Avraham. So that's another very good thing, which we see that this family values family and they value the, the orphan child. They don't just let him go or let him fend for himself. Which is very important. It's what Hashem and, keeps on right. saying in the Torah. And now the final, and what is the final thing in these few psukim that we can deduce or assume about Avram, or Avram at this point? Well, what is the story with his wife? That she couldn't get... They throw in there and she... His, his wife could not could not give birth. Wife, yes. She was, and he was. How old was he? Here it says, uh, I think he was eighty. No, seventy-five years. Does it even say? Yeah, somewhere here it says seventy-five years. I believe. No, no, we we know you seventy-five, but it's not in the text. But we we know that uh, at this point, when they're already in Haran, Sarai still has not given birth to any children. Yes. And what's interesting about Abraham. Is do you remember the Nephilim or the 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 Anshe Hashem that caused the Noah story? Yes. To, because of what what were they doing? They're taking for them for them women. Yes. Whoever they wanted. Yes. It was without, just it was a no, free no rules. And what would be the motivation for a man in those days to just take a woman? To have children, to sire children. Yes. That was their main motivation. Also, so was what this. what was the standard? Was you take a woman. There's no relationship there. If she can have kids, good. Otherwise, no, next. throw her throw away and take the next. But what do we see about Avram? He keeps his wife. He keeps his wife, right. despite the fact that she's... That doesn't she matter. Doesn't give it's, his, it's his wife. It's, exactly. So that's something else With that's interesting. With a lot of respect. That's, it's, it's very interesting because nobody realizes that, that that's not a normal thing for a man of that era to have wow. done. To keep his wife despite the fact that she wasn't, being, she wasn't able to give birth. This is something we see with all Avot, that they, they all have trouble giving, having yes, children. Yes. Which, but they still give respect to their exactly, wives. Exactly. They still that love their wives. Within this family, for the first time, the woman is actually going to be respected. In, in the previous stories, we spoke very much about men and men dominating and this and that. And now, in this first family, see, women the, women, the women have names and they're given respect and, and they're kept and they're treated bigger well. Role, a bigger role. And they're loved, right. So that's, that's a final thing that we see. Uh, again, this is all conjecture. This is all guesses. But it's the best we can do because this is all we have it's, in terms of the it's, intro. It, that's is what is showing us also. Yeah, the, 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 the text is showing that to us. But we, the implications of it, you, you mean, we have to just think for ourselves and kind of guess a little what this could all mean. But maybe this family is special in that sense. And this is the final thing I want to point out is uh, the previous story right before this is the Migdal Bavel, is the Tower of Bavel. And we did speak on Sunday about what the meaning of that story was, how it is the man's obsession with technology and, and self-aggrandizement of the human over the God and then the collectivist society. We discussed all of it on Sunday. Um, but what is it Whatever you have, this is a, a deep point. In the Soviet Union, 
what was that? And I've said this before, but what was the, the Soviet Union's... Soviet Union had two big problems, two big uh, fights. One was with religion. Yes. And no the religion. other was with family. Yes. Okay? Because for the, and, and the reason you is because... You don't belong to the family. You belong to the, to the state. You belong to the state. So, and even in, by the way, even in the... In the even in the, in the... What's it called? Not the Yishuvim. In the... In Israel. Um, in the kibbutz. In the kibbutz. Even the same it was a very similar concept where they didn't have they didn't do normal families they would they would have the kids raised by the kibbutz as opposed to the parents okay and why would they do that why would the soviets or why would the kibbutz who were trying to get to this collectivist utopia why would they not want the so family it doesn't it doesn't create a, a union to to go against the the, the, the state. state exactly that's the, the most basic thing is that the family is is the core for where education happens the kids, they learn most from their parents. Now, if you're able to successfully dismantle the family and take the kids away from the parents no. and have the state raise the kids, then you can almost guarantee the kids brainwash and the fact that they will never rebel against the state. You know, so communist and totalitarian societies, they have two problems. They have religion as a problem because religion forces people to serve God and not worship the state. Correct. And, and family causes people to respect their parents and not the state. So one of the things that all of these utopian, uh, collectivist, communist societies will always do is they try to educate the kids away from their parents. And that's maybe what was happening in Migdal Bavel. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a corollary to the story of Migdal Bavel that everyone was part of the state. Their whole mission was to create the, to, the grandeur of the collective of the state, of the city. And then, what does the Torah respond to that story? No good. Uh, no, no, no. The way we, the, the way Torah is going to build a society is going to start with a family, where family is strong, where family could have actual proper, actually proper education. And the way the Torah wants to build society is from the ground up. It's from, you start with the one man, and then the family, and then you build the family, the extended family, and then the tribe, and then the nation. Because the Torah wants the education of everyone to be decentralized. Everyone should be respecting their parents because that's where their education comes from. In, in, in North Korea, they, there's no concept of kibbutz avayim. You know, if the parents actually say something against North Korea, the kids the kid is gonna go and tell are the... expected to tell the government, wow. uh, meaning what, what is the symbolism in that? If the kids are telling the government that their parents have gone against the state, it means that the kids are more loyal to, to the, the state, state than, to the parents. than to the parents. And the Torah... It's kibud avayim. We have this concept of kibud avayim because the family is what's essential. It's what we build our society off of. So they're very, very important concepts. And that would be the initial comparison between Abraham and between Migdal Bavel. Okay? So this is all we really have of Abraham. Perhaps he starts learning from his father Terach. And he's, uh, you know, he's, gaining, he's gained from Terach. Terach starts making this move or this ideological shift away from Ur-Kazdim. But he only gets all the way to, to Haran. Haran. But then, Abraham, he gets the call from the divine. And he, and he has to continue and finish the job. Maybe that's what's going on here. Okay, now we begin Parshat Lech Lecha. That was an introduction to the saga of Abraham. Yud Bet, Pasuk Aleph. God said to Abraham, Lech Lecha Meratzecha, Mimolatecha, Umibet Avicha, El Haaretz Asher Areka. 
He said, go for you from your land, from your birthplace, and from the, ho- the, the uh, house of your, for- or, or, your, of your father, yes. to the land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you, and I will increase your name, and you will be blessing. Now you, you, you will become a blessing. I'm going to bless those who bless you, and those who curse you, I will curse. And through you will all of the families of the land become blessed. Rabbi, Hashem is already giving blessings yeah. to him from the, this point already. So, so I, read something, I read something interesting. One of, the, one of the methodologies that I want to try this year when we study the text one of the methodologies that I want to do is, you know, we always look at Abraham as this perfect tzaddik, which he is. I'm not going to say he's not. But, but we look at him as this perfect tzaddik who from day one was perfectly developed and this and that. And one of the, the commentaries I've been reading is a more modern commentary. He actually wants to say that to you have to look how, at Abraham as a process of development. Yeah, how he developed, because that, it's, that nor, it's not normal, you cannot be a, from day one. While, <laughs> while he is a tzaddik, you know, from day one, he's a spectacular person, but there are certain things that through these tests that yeah. God is trying to teach him. He's not only testing him, meaning he's not only testing that initial perfection. Those tests are, are for Abraham to learn and to grow. This is our life. Yeah, of course. In our life, we have so, so many tests that so come in front of, of things, our eyes, and we beg Hashem to make the test a little bit <laughs> Right, right. So, <laughs> and that, that makes it m- much more relevant and much more relatable. And that's how we grow. Yeah. But what do we see about these initial brachot? And uh, by the way, this is all we're going to do in the text today. Tomorrow, we're actually going to get into parashat lechacha. Today was more introductory this is amazing, to Abraham. Amazing but, blessings. Incredible. Yeah, so, so what are these blessings? So, first of all, I mean, what we see so far is that. Why, how is Bore Olam getting Abraham on board? How is Bore Olam getting Abraham to actually go to Eretz Canaan or to start following his way? To become his messenger. But, but, but what is he doing? He's blessing him. He's blessing him. Right away. With, with, with what blessings? With, with, with you will be a great nation, with all these blessings of <laughs> grandeur, kavod, and wealth, everything. Wealth. Children. children and children, children. Okay? big family. So, so here, I'm going to give you like a. I'm going to show you the arc of the narrative very soon. But but this initial bracha could be a very simple bracha. It's a bracha of you have all the good things Gen- in life. General, and more of a general. general, general. But the good things in 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 life. You have a good family. You have wealth, happiness. This that. Borei Olam's appeal to Avraham at this point, or Avram at this point. His appeal isn't an appeal of Avram, follow the truth because it's true. Nothing philosophical. The appeal is, you follow me, you'll have biracha, you have blessing. And maybe what the commentary was saying the is that the the, these brachot are, are very simple. They're for, the, they're for Avraham and he's a little bit more of a, a simpler man who just wants the greatness and he wants the family and he wants these things. But Avraham still hasn't gotten to the point of appreciating Borei Olam even without the brachot. And, and now what he points out is, what is the arc of the story? When, is, when does Abraham completely succeed in, in achieving loyalty to Borei Olam? Akedat Yitzchak. Yes. Which represents his ability to let go of the Berachot, of all the blessings. Meaning Borei Olam induces him or appeals to him initially through blessings that, will, will, that Abraham clearly wants, especially with the wife who's barren. 
but he finishes Abraham's education when Abraham gets to the realization that I, I should serve God even without the blessings. That I believe in the truth of God even if it's not to my personal benefit. And that will be the arc of the story that we're going to be following. How Abraham gets to the point where he develops to that extent intellectually and as a Jew or as an early Jew where he doesn't even need these initial blessings anymore. So that's a very interesting thing to follow, you know, because we always read these blessings, we just assume they're all the same, they assume, assume Abraham is perfect from the beginning, there's no, no change. Impossible. But, but he, he could, maybe, maybe, we could good, read, but maybe this year we could read into it a little bit more and start to see his development and track what these blessings are doing. Uh, final thing is the Ramban, the Ramban with Anun, he has this idea of Ma'asei Avot Siman Labanim, which we've studied in pre previous years, or last year. And the whole idea is that all the blessings that befall the forefathers end up coming true upon the, the, the later Jews, right? The Jewish people. And, the, and a thousand generations if, after. If, if you want to be inspired, I mean, I mean, these brachot, they come true today, where any nation that treats the Jew well, they get blessed. They get blessed. And, and again, remember I, I was telling and you... it's real. And for this sure it's real. real. I mean, I'm predicting that the Arab countries that make peace with Israel are going to see flourishing like they've never seen before. I mean, it's, it's going to happen. Now, so, and here's the nuance. Here's the nuance that I want to see if I can get across. Remember I was telling you that how do the brachot and the curses befall people? And I was saying you guys are understanding it too mystically. And really, the, the rules for biracha and curses are, are kind of like built into the world. So, I don't think that Borei Olam just, if a nation becomes friends with Israel, Borei Olam just turns to them and says, okay, you know what, this year you'll have rain, this year you'll have, uh, uh, you, you'll, you'll, the economy will do well. There's not going to be no, 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 it's no not, COVID, it's not, no, it's no not, it's not, it's not, it's not, yeah, exactly. What I think is the real, is the, the case is that when people have respect for Abraham and for the way of Abraham, and they learn his way and his decency, and instead of being threatened by it, they appreciate it, like the Arab countries, instead of being threatened by Israel, they say, you know what, they're smart people, maybe we could learn from them. Then as a consequence, Biracha befalls them as well. Because in the mind that's consumed with hatred, it's very constricted. They're not able to develop, they're not able right. to grow. Once they open up and they start appreciating the Jew, and they stop hating the Jew and they're not consumed with that hatred, then the consequences are that their societies develop better. Yes, yes, right? Yes. So I think I think we, should, we could look we could look at you know and it's it's a very um and it's funny how it makes us happy to see them flourish too. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sure. That's even like I, when they realize that I, I want to go to, of them no, when they realize that yeah. that, oh how happy we are and now you're yeah, I, I would. I mean like, inshallah if Saudi Arabia joins I, yeah. I have a I really I mean, you say that the Trump gets reelected. I mean, it's all based on. It's all. Election. It's all based on that. If he, do, get, if he gets reelected, don't want to do a, a, a peace and then. Uh, right, be, uh, right, right. If they if they do something and then and then package. the and then Biden comes and overturns it, it's just gonna make not make sense. So it's probably going to wait till he, till we see if he can get reelected. It's so but, um, sad that the world is not saying anything about these peace treaties. Yeah, it's been yeah. a century that they're trying to build peace. It's, there's no there's no talk about it. Nobody's saying anything. It's one of the Nobody greatest is, things ever. I cannot believe this. And if if let's Bezal Hashem, if Bezal Hashem, Saudi Arabia joins, my dream will be to go visit Riyadh and to and to go spend this money not, in there. You know, joke. it's like we, as Lana was saying, we get so excited. We want to support them. Yeah, no, it's a I big had, deal. I, I went boarding school. My, my roommates, they were Arabs, they were from Jordan, from 
Syria from Africa. They were they hated Israel. Yeah. They hated Israel. I used to go to them, and then one day, after many, many years, one of them called me and says, you know, I'm here, let's go to lunch. I said, you know, Israel? I said, I said stop, enough. I said, my father was sick. He had cancer. I couldn't do anything in Jordan. I had to take him to Israel. They gave me permission. Oh, wow. I went there. They treated my father better than any Israelis. I, said, I couldn't believe it. Wow. So he... Yeah, but it's a consequence when their Change. mind when their mind opens and it starts Change. it's filled with love and they're not consumed with hatred and they don't they don't hated kill the Jews hate, and they don't kill and then, blindness. And then, yeah, it creates blindness and also it's it's impractical for them because the Jews for some reason or maybe because of this beracha are always the most successful in society. So you get rid of your most imagine imagine America was to get rid of. Or, or Jews are to start to flee America and go to Israel. So all the financial system, all the doctors, all the all the lawyers, all the any half the tech the tech genius. An Italian news news lady that she was writing falat. She said she said that you're throwing out the Jews from Italy and you're bringing instead the Arabs. Uh, it's probably the same thing. There's an article of this major There is no no balance. Add in something this. to this. Sure. I was in Spain 20, 20, 30 years ago, I was studying in Spain, and I made a French. One year, I met his father, a Catholic guy from Barcelona. He said, he said the biggest mistake Spain made was to kick out the Jews. This is a Hispanic I think there's Catholic guy. He said, any country, they're still, they're said, still any looking country their wounds from the, the Jews went down. You know, there's a, I think there's a famous quote, you could look it up, I think the Sultan of Turkey, during the after the Inquisition, a lot of the Jews went to Turkey. That's where a lot yes, of yes, they're still there. The Ladinos, the Ladinos. Right, 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 exactly. So, so apparently, there's a quote that the Sultan was said: "You Spanish people are so dumb because you're giving all of your biracha to me." Something like that. <laughs> you look it up. Okay, Baruch Adonai Amen.